Today we're going to cover the topic of what happens during a fast. Fasting, integrative medicine and inspiration. The Buchinger Wilhelmi Amplius program, where tradition meets innovation. As pioneers of fasting, we share our insights gained from a century of fasting experience and present fascinating results from the latest fasting research. We will talk to leading experts about fasting and aspects of integrative mind and body medicine, including nutrition, exercise, relaxation and mindfulness techniques to inspire you to live a long, healthy and fulfilling life. Welcome everybody to this new episode. My name is Leo Wilhelmi. I am the managing director of the Buchinger Wilhelmi Clinic in Germany, Lake Constance. And today I'm here with our scientific director, Francoise Wilhelmi de Toledo, who's also my mother. Today we're going to cover the topic of what happens during a fast. This is a very simple question. What happens when I reduce my food, when I stop eating, and there's a multiple layer of uh, things that happen uh, in this time. And today, I'm very happy to talk to the person who knows a lot about this uh, complex uh, situation. Thank you. Yes, a simple question and a quite complicated, complex answer. So what happens to a person? You know that because you have fasted also, like myself, since I'm 17. First, for the first time, you might be a little bit of anxious and you come and you, you don't know exactly what is expecting you. And in our clinics, we start with a light meal in the day before and we have a transition day with a mono diet. It can be a fruit, it can be also vegetables and uh, whole grain rice. Anyway, there are some schemes that already are a first step of reduction. And then already the sugar is going down, the insulin is going down, and the hormones that manage the fasting mode are starting to be produced. So the person will show an adapt to the place, adapt to you know, to the decision of fasting. And on the next day, we start with the fasting, we empty the uh, intestines and doctors are seeing the persons and taking care of the program very individually. Then the fasting starts on the first 24 hours. It can be also 12 or 10, depending on what you've eaten the day before. But you start having this diminution of the glycemia, the glucose is going down, the insulin is going down, which is very therapeutic for many people. And at the same time, IGF-1, which is an insulin-like growth factor, the factors that stimulate the growth of cells and uh, divisions of the cells uh, diminish too. At the same time, you have new hormones who are taking over. This is the glucagon, we will mobilize the glycogen, which is a sort of little sugar reserve you have in the liver for some hours. And then the human growth hormone will see together with adrenaline and cortisol in some cases that you mobilize the fats out of your adipose tissues and you just let the glucose uh, remain in the blood on the lower level of norm. So you have a real switch. The persons can feel in the three first days when this system is not yet well trained. You can train your system, 
by doing intermittent fasting, for instance, and then the switch will be much easier. So the first, second, three first days, especially by the people fasting the first time, might be difficult. You might have, you know that. We've talked about this also in, a, in another episode, if you'd like to know more about this special uh, switching between the two metabolisms. Very interesting yeah. what you say. And you've talked a little bit about the mental uh, switch into fasting, but also the physical switch and then also the genetical switch in the production of different uh, hormones. Very yes. interesting. Well, clinically, you have sometimes a little headache, especially comes also from the stopping of the coffee and stopping of all the things you have eaten until now. You have sometimes a bit of fatigue or you can be, in the contrary, extremely excited nights, for instance, uh, having sleepiness and uh, agitated nights, some low back pain, some these little things. Uh, when you're in a center specializing in long-term fasting, then we treat that very easily. We can ease that. And then after most of the time, three days, four days, there is something happening that you wake up in the morning and suddenly you feel the energy again. And this energy is uh, going to last during the days after most of the time. And If you fast for a pathology, then you can have a lot of little individual topics having to do with your disease, not primarily with the fasting metabolism. All that goes most of the time while the people have no hunger. Hunger disappears. They feel fit. They go for walks every day. They do gymnastics. They are concentrated. They're focused very often. Maybe not always on the work which they don't like to do, but if they have to be creative, intuitive, and this is really sharp. So it's a situation of well-being. You have to take care of the people. They have to have a structured day with a lot of rituals and rules to follow. But then you come to the end of the fasting, maybe after 10 days, after 15 days or more, we have people who have fasted long, long periods. And uh, there you have a new switch. You switch back to the uh, previous metabolism. And this means you have to wake up uh, your digestive system. Uh, remember, you have emptied the intestine with an enema, for instance, so that you can put your intestine and uh, your digestive system at rest. And this is an extremely important aspect, not to have to digest anymore. You just leave out of your, like in autopilot, out of your adipose tissue, because fat is food mm. for your cells. So you don't stop eating, basically, but you change the source of, uh, of exactly, food. Exactly, exactly. Like a hybrid car. Like a hybrid car. You yes. switch from one system to the other. Exactly, exactly. But the interest And of there are hybrid cars who work very well, who are used to switching back and forth. And there are the ones who switch for the first time. Yeah, probably. might have a few problems at the beginning. That's yeah. it, exactly. Yeah. At least the big advantage of living out of your fat reserves only or mainly is that you don't have to digest or you don't introduce food in your system you don't and food is a is a foreign body mm -hmm. so you have a lot of immune reactions that don't happen and this is calming down soothing down your own immunity so you go back to food and then you wake up your digestive system and you have to go back to this others fuel which is glucose again and this we have to be extremely careful for people having metabolic problems like diabetics that they don't go back in this uh, vicious circle of 
having a lot of carbohydrates and then having an insulin peak and going in this vicious circle. The next aspect where we can consider the question is the metabolic aspect. I said already, glucose goes down, insulin goes down, IGF-1 goes down, and glucagon comes up, growth hormone comes up, and we switch the fuels. And the switch of the fuels is very interestingly accompanied by the diminutions of hunger. And this is also explained because uh, leptin and ghrelin, those are two um, hormones, like ghrelin is a hormone, uh, hunger hormone is going down, and leptin is associated to insulin. So these two make that you are going to lose weight. Uh, this is an important aspect. And for a long, long time, there was this myth which is wrong, that you lose muscles when you fast. In the contrary, the growth hormone is protecting your muscle mass. So you protect your lean body tissues and the proteins you eliminate during the fasting might very well come from the autophagy. Autophagy is this wonderful mechanism of general cleaning of all the cells. Mm -hmm. And you can have some cells who do even apoptosis. This means they just die, they commit suicide, so they are eliminated and will be replaced on refeeding. But autophagy just takes membranes, even DNA pieces, all sorts of substances and structures of the cell that are damaged or old and recycles it. So you have a shrinkage of, for instance, the liver is diminishing in volume. If you fast a long term, then you can have a half of the volume only left of the liver, which is going to be rebuilt afterwards. You eliminate some of the uh, blood cells of all the lineage and rebuild them afterwards, after the fasting, when you go back to food. So you have an extraordinary uh, capacity of regeneration, cleaning, elimination, and regeneration. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something that is not yet put in the spotlight. Uh, in the spotlight but this is an extraordinary uh, potential for all diseases. Mm. Um, it's giving a lot of hope. So on the metabolic level, you have still clinical thinking. You have doctors thinking about it, considering the patients, the human beings or the animals. But then you come to the genetic level. What happens on the genetic level? A genetic changes. If you have a change of program, this means you have also a change of genetical program before. And this is now done by scientists, which are most of the time molecular biologists, biologists, uh, mathematicians, statisticians. And this is now high-tech science. You cannot observe that. So it's very necessary that we as clinicians that observe people fasting all the time, that we go into this genetic jungle of results, which is passionate, very interesting, extremely interesting. And it's a big, big reward for us to see how the mechanisms are we observe clinically. But it's very important when you have mathematical models to understand something that the people who know the clinic come and um, say, okay, this is plausible or not. So we have to have both. Anyway, when you diminish the input of glucose in the body and of uh, proteins, especially some amino acids, you have some genetical signaling pathways which are changing. The first one is the mTOR. You have a diminution of very important, which is a, called one of the aging pathways. And this is provoking 
together with the ketosis, the many of the therapeutical effects. You stop also a mechanism depending on sugar and glucose called the RAS. And you have also a very big change because fat burns with more oxygen than sugar. So you have a little enhancement of some substances which provoke a little oxidative stress, but it's a mild one. And this is also signaling the body, ah, fuels are changing. And this is stimulating a lot of antioxidant power in the body. So you diminish oxidation, oxidative stress, enhance antioxidant potential of the body, and you diminish also the metabolic stress or all the metabolic dysfunctions in the body. So you go in the direction, you make the body much more prone to resist to attacks like viruses. And there is a lot of research in the moment uh, to try to see why people with metabolic disorder, like obese people, diabetic type 2 people had more COVID, mm -hmm. uh, have more severe evolution of the disease and sometimes died. Mm -hmm. It's linked to the metabolic stress, to the oxidative stress. So both stresses are linked, oxidative and metabolic. And so if you correct them with one practice, which is the fasting, then you might hope that in the next time, if some aggression comes from a bacteria, a virus, a fungus, or mm. any, any other not-self-substance, you can resist better. Mm. So fasting seen as putting the body in the best situation to resist attacks mm. from outside. And if you dominate the clinic, if you can lead persons, and this is there where our clinics are good at, is guiding people into the fasting to make it a wonderful process. And if not, if you have no guidance, no possibility to go to a center, a professional center, then you do intermittent fasting, yeah. which is training your system into this uh, metabolic and, and, um, and genetic switch yeah. every day shortly. But it's like, you know, you can compare that if you do a 20 minutes exercise every day, it's very good and it prepares you to do the real thing, which would be maybe one, one week in the mountains, making a more uh, challenging sport. Wow, thank you very much for this answer. I think we've learned a lot about the different dimensions that are affected in the body and in the mind during fasting. It's a very multidisciplinary uh, effect that you achieve with one therapeutic measure. It's very interesting. So thank you very much for explaining this to us. Work. If you'd like uh, to learn more, please subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, we are very happy to give some feedback and uh, we'll cover lots of interesting topics in the next episode. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful day and thank you for joining. <laughs>